Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 171. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. everybody and welcome back to another episode of help i got a mac my name is cliff ravenscraft and my friends i am doing this show solo right now but it's not because chris biting was not able to join me this week in fact he did and he and i recorded an amazing 30 minute episode for you guys and i deleted it that's right, my friends. I deleted it. I cannot begin to tell you. It's one o'clock in the morning, Thursday, July 7th, as I'm recording this, and I just realized that. Of course, for those of you that don't know this, I have been gone out of the studio for two full weeks, and the very first thing that I did as far as recording podcast episodes was this evening. Got on Skype with Chris, and, and the two of us uh, recorded an episode, and I just left it on the recorder there and figured, you know, I'll drag and drop that thing over a little bit later, and um, one thing led to another. I went up to dinner and decided to watch a movie with the kids, and then I came down, and Stephanie's like, hey, do you want to record that family from the heart that, uh, you know, we want to record about our vacation part one? And I said, yeah, that, let's go ahead and do that. And of course, I sat down here and I looked at my recorder and I said, you know what? I, For some reason, I didn't even think about it, but for some reason, I'm like, you know what? Look, look, I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I've got every, I haven't done a podcast. This is the first podcast we've done in two weeks, forgetting that just hours earlier, I had recorded Help, I Got a Mac with Chris. And uh, what happened was I, I ended up doing a format of the SD card before I got started. So... My friends, I took that episode that I recorded with Chris Biting, and unfortunately, I deleted it. Anyway, I, I I don't know what to say other than I feel horrible, and that's why I'm sitting here recording this episode right now. And so my apologies to my great friend and co-host, Chris Biting, but I am going to try to, as quickly as possible, give you an episode. I, I know that many of you, this is your favorite podcast, uh, Help I Got a Mac, is the one show, the one gspn.tv podcast that you look forward to each and every week, and it's been a couple weeks as a result of all the craziness in my schedule lately. And and of course, it just happens to be uh, due to uh, going on a 10, actually 11-day trip with my family, which was an amazing time, by the way. And if you want to, you can check out familyfromtheheart.com and uh, hear all about it, at uh, starting with episode number 165, and it will continue with episode 166, uh, part one and two there. Anyway, uh, let's get into the things that I can remember that Chris and I talked about. First and foremost, Chris wanted to make an announcement that uh, Lion is now in Gold Master, whatever that means. I I guess that means that if you're a developer uh, with uh, Apple and you've paid your whatever price it costs to be a, a developer with them, then you can actually go in and get I think the same release that is available that will be basically distributed as the uh, as the public release later this month, uh, you could go in and download that now. It is the gold master. It is it is it is set to go. Uh, now, one of the things that I pointed out right after that was that my good friend Mitchell Boxeth, who actually has some voicemail that we're gonna play for you here in just a moment, uh, pointed out a great site 
called Roaring Apps. That's R A, no, R O A R I N G A P P S dot com. Roaring Apps dot com. And what this is is it's a database of um, app compatibility with um, Lion. So it's it's pretty much got everything from A to Z all the way through. It's all alphabetized and and you can actually search if you want for a specific program. So for example, if I type in screen flow, all one word there, I am going to pull it up here and it's going to tell me that this program, screen flow, uh, is a brand new application for creating amazing screen recordings on your Mac. And it says works fine available it's basically it says here works fine available versions okay so basically it's saying that it works perfectly fine uh and and basic you know what the, the thing is, is i would not do a search on the site i just did a search for ScreenFlow. it would be easier if you're looking for ScreenFlow at the top to click on the s and have it show you just the s apps and then go down to ScreenFlow, and it shows it in a table form and it actually gives you like a little indicator with a green check mark if it's okay uh, there's a blue question mark if it's, uh, you know, if they're not quite sure themselves. There's a red if it's definitely not ready. And of course, there are a lot of apps on here that are not ready or not working and not functional with Lion. Of course, it's not publicly available yet, so there's still a little time to get all those apps up to date. My recommendation, Roaring, R-O-A-R-I-N-G-A-P-P-S.com, RoaringApps.com. Go there before you upgrade to Lion. And uh, make sure that your apps are all going to work. That would be my recommendation. The next story we talked about earlier was uh, that the new Skype, I think it's 5.2, was just released. It's an update. And to be honest with you, it really doesn't look a whole lot different than the the earlier version. They did not do a UI upgrade as much as I had hoped. It is a little bit cleaner. I will say that. Uh, slightly cleaner. But uh, there's still a little bit of work, I think, that needs to be ha- happening over there on the on Skype for Mac. The one thing that they did introduce uh, was now group um, video calls, group video. Uh, and it turns out that you can actually uh, do group calls with, I don't know up to how many people, but anyway, uh, I know at least three or four people you could do a group video call. And uh, if you wanted to uh, do that, the you have to have a premium account with them. I think it's either four ninety five a month or nine ninety five a month, depending on which one you have. I can't remember. But anyway, the the situation is that you only need one person, the person who initiates the call, to have it. So let's just say if I have a premium account, but you know, for you know, my two people that I'm one or two video chat with, if they don't have it, it's not a big deal. As long as I have it and they have a version of Skype that supports the group video, uh, which, of course, the latest here uh, does, then I'm able to initiate that call, and we can do group video. Of course, I had mentioned that Google Plus is is a service that uh, is available now for free to a lot of people. It's it's still in, in somewhat closed beta, but um, it's coming out pretty quickly. I've seen some people using Google, uh, some demonstrations of people using uh, Google Video, and, or yeah, Google Plus, and they're calling them Hangouts, and they actually do group video for up to 10 people, and it's free. Uh, and of course, they just confirmed that they're going to do one-on-one video calls on Facebook. So the whole group, the whole video conferencing thing is is 
is heating up all over the place. I don't know why it's catching so much like wildfire right now, but I'm very glad that it is, I guess. Uh, just the functionality built into as many um, people is, as possible is, is great, especially for families. The one thing I can say uh, with this newest update of the uh, Skype for Mac is that you can now do group video screen sharing. So before you could actually share your screen on a one-on-one basis, but now if you're in a group, I could actually be connected, let's say, with three or four people and I can share my screen or a portion of my screen or a presentation on my screen and now that can be shared with as many people that I'm on a conference call with. So I guess, and and I, that's probably going to be requiring a p- premium account as well. I don't, I'm not sure we can look, you can look into that. But uh, anyway, new version of Skype is out there. That That's one of the things that we talked about. And I do remember that. Um, let's see here. Next up is uh, we got a call from John. Let's go ahead and take John's call and uh, hear what he has to say. Hey, Cliff. Hey, Chris. This is John from Houston calling for help. I got a Mac. It's been a while, quite a while. Uh, kept up with uh, Chris some on Twitter, but besides that, I know a while since I've been a part of one of uh, TV shows. I'm calling because uh, two things. iOS 5 saw a little... Um, I was listening to some of the different things you were talking to about iOS 5, and I saw one of the you know, hidden features that they really didn't hit on too much was the fact that you had the, you basically have text expander um, within within iOS five you know, where you can uh, write out your you know your pre uh, truncated you know messages on, on whatever you want. Uh, I thought that was a nice little gem that they added up in there. Plus, I also wanted to see. Um, I wanted to kind of get your input. Um, I both Cliff and Chris on. How iOS 5 seems to have uh, taken down some of these, uh, you know, they've added in, I should say, a lot of different features that seems like they've taken in a lot of different other people's apps. Um, kind of like, um, you know, their, their uh, reading list taking over Instapaper or, um, I guess, you know, Text Expander getting, uh, you know, losing their, you know, their their text expanderness, I guess you would say, into um, you know being able to put your, your truncated messages messages there by just adding a few words. Anyway, I just kind of see. It looks like that was a lot of what iOS five was. It wasn't them creating their own new ideas of how to do everything. It was basically them re you know taking uh, popular uh, iPhone apps and just integrating it into their you know new operating software. Anyway, I just kind of wanted to see. Um, what y'all thought about that? Anyway, I'll, I, of course, I guess I'll hang up and listen because that's how we do it. Anyway, have a great day, guys. All right, John, thank you very much for calling. Good to hear you from me again. And uh, you know what? This was news to me. I did not know that this was a feature baked into iOS 5, this this adding the snippets or what they're calling shortcuts. And Chris actually looked into an iOS 5 to, you know, system there and went into the keyboard settings and was able to see where, yes, you are able to add shortcuts where you have a little tiny you know uh, phrase like ttyl and it'll actually expand out to whatever you type it in and and he says it appears that you could do full sentences and all that good jazz and so i'm very happy to hear that that's built in and baked in how i feel personally about them taking ideas from other companies and and incorporating it into the system you know 
Um, I, I'm sure that I would feel very strongly if I was one of those companies like Text Expander. But then again, you know, this is Apple's device, and Apple's really never let Text Expander do what Text Expander is known to do, and that is to be a something that runs persistently within the system all on a, on a Mac, and I can type in a couple keystrokes, and boom, it pulls up, and no matter what app I'm working on. That's never really worked in the Apple iPhone, and they've been very clear that you know such access was not going to be granted, and so I don't think they're really taking anything away from what TextExpander had. I know a text expander, there's probably some people out there that did use that to kind of sync their snippets and they were happy to open the text expander app and type up their their messages and then copy it and paste it or use the feature where they say, okay, now send this to an email. Uh, I never really liked that. I, I, I wanted to be able to be inside of you know, Osphora and type in my keystroke for a hyperlink that's really long and and then uh, you know use text expander to do that, and of course not able to do the those things. There there are some applications that allow you to do it as long as text expander is running and it's running, and uh, it, it's just so much of a hassle. But yeah, I, I do see some of that. You know, you had uh, Game Center take over so many of these plus networks and and the other uh, Aurora Faint networks, and you've got iAds you know taking over for where they had some ad networks out there. So yeah, I, personally, I, I honestly, there's not much I can do about it one way or another. So to have a strong opinion, for me, it really doesn't impact me a whole lot. But man, I feel sorry for a lot of those developers who have really developed some amazing ideas and Apple just comes in and, and swoops in and incorporates it. I, it's, I don't think it's all that cool. But at the same time, you know, I really like to see things baked in for as many people as possible. And, and they're, they do continue to improve the uh, iOS and uh, kind of like Twitter taking on, you know, the official at replies and then the the hashtags and stuff like that. So I, I don't know. It, for me as an end user, I like it. But for app developers, I think it kind of stinks, especially if, if an app developer uh, has basically been rendered useless uh, with their app as a result of it. But uh, I'm sure that they'll innovate and create some other amazing things out there. Hey, Chrissy wrote in via email. Uh, and said that she wanted to share that one of her favorite new apps is Byline, B-Y-L-I-N-E app for the iOS. And she says it's an RSS reader that downloads your unread files, our RSS feeds, and will uh, sync them so that you can use them when you're offline and away from the internet. And uh, very cool. I'm glad that you like that. I know that, um, oh, let's see here. Feedler is what uh, Chris said he uses, and Pulse is another one, and then he uses... uh, Oh, Flipboard on the iPad, and then I said that I use Feedler Pro, F-E-E-D-D-L-E-R Pro is the one that I'm using on my iPhone, and I love Feedler Pro, and and I like the a traditional non-Flipboard, non-magazine-looking you know magazine looking feel. I like the traditional, show me a list, give me, you know, in bold print the stuff I haven't read, and, and with the little star, and that if I have read it, then make it go you know, regular print and, and make it easy for me to see and just give me the text. And and if there's a picture maybe in stream, then show me the picture in there as well. So uh, I'm, I'm really liking that, but I'm, la- I'm glad to hear, Christy, that you're liking Byline. And if you guys are out there looking for an RSS reader for your iPhone, uh, Christy recommends Byline, B-Y-L-I-N-E. All right, moving along here, we're going to next move on to 
Murray, who has this right here. Hi, this is Murray from New Jersey with a question for help. I got a Mac. Hi, Cliff and Chris. You guys always have great suggestions. So I was hoping you would have a good suggestion for a app that would help me connect remotely to my iMac from my iPad or my iPhone. I tried an app called Desktop Connect, which actually works very well connecting to my Windows PC at work, but it doesn't really work so well connecting to my iMac. It has a something called Easy Connect, which you're supposed to also install on your iMac, but it really hasn't worked. And I tried uh, Go to My PC, which works extremely well, but after a 90-day free trial, it costs I think ten dollars a month, and I really don't feel like spending that. So, just hoping you guys have a good suggestion, maybe a different app to try to connect to my iMac and something that you know doesn't have a monthly charge. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, Murray, thank you very much uh, for your question. And I know that uh, when we recorded this originally, before I deleted it, uh, we had brought up iTeleport is something you might want to look into. Neither of us have experience with iTeleport, but we've heard that the reviews on that are very good. So iTeleport and um, logmein.com. Logmein.com is something that I use on, and it's installed on all my Macs. It's installed on all my uh, friends' computers that that sometimes might call me and say, hey, can you help me out? It's installed on all their computers. It's free. They have this amazing free program. And uh, now I've never installed the app for the iPhone or iPad, uh, but they have one. It's $20. Now, I don't know that if you get that, if it's recorded. Now, LogMeIn has some paid plans, but... Um, if I'm not sure if you if you get the app, if it requires that you have one of those pay plans to be able to use that app with the the LogMeIn service to get into your computers, I would have to imagine that just knowing what I know about LogMeIn, that it's probably if you just pay the twenty dollars one time, you'll get in. But don't quote me on that. What I would recommend that you do just go into I think it's called LogMeIn uh, Ignition. Uh, is the app, and it's $20, and before you buy that, I would go in and just re- read all the documentation. They give you a really lengthy description of what you can and can't do there, and and even on if you go to logmein.com, there's information on the site that will answer all your questions about what would be required to use that iPad version. So check that out, Murray, uh, logmein.com, and I think Chris said that he might research and see if he can find some additional information to share as well. All right, we're going to move uh, next over to Mitchell, who actually has an experience that he wasn't too happy with. So, uh, Mitchell, let's hear what's going on. Hey, Cliff and Chris, Mitchell Boxeth here for Help I Got a Mac. And I've been a very happy Apple fanboy for about seven years now. And today I experienced kind of a, a negative Apple thing for the first time ever. My Apple Care Protection Plan ran out. And it turns out that it can't be renewed or extended. So now, if I have to call Apple for any issues with my computer, I have to pay 50 bucks. So I'm not really that happy about that. But uh, I just thought that I would call and uh, let you guys know 
I'm sure you already knew that, but uh, just kind of voicing my frustration in this one area after all these years. But uh, love the show, guys. Keep up the great work. Talk to you soon. Bye. Well, Mitchell, I am so sorry to hear that you're disappointed with Apple at this moment in time. Um, and uh, yeah, the Apple Care cannot be renewed. And it's typically because, you know, w- when you buy a computer from them, it is, I mean, if you get Apple Care, which I think is something that everybody who owns a Mac, you should get, uh, hands down, you should purchase Apple Care on your Mac computer. If it's an iMac, if it's a MacBook, if it's a MacBook Pro, um, MacBook Air, any of if it's a Mac, you should get Apple Care. Um, and if you do that, it extend it gives you full warranty on everything uh, for three years. And in my mind, I'm thinking a PC with as much as things change over the course of three years, it makes sense that they wouldn't want to support something older than three years because, you know, parts are going to get harder to, you know, to, to come up with and, and not to mention the fact that things are just going to become slowly obsolete and outdated. Uh, but at the same time, they do still offer support and it's actually no more expensive, I think, than than what it would cost you if you had a regular computer for you know that's outside of its warranty period but no i i i i I totally get that you're bummed but at the same time um i i've just had such good experience with with apple care that um i'm very happy with with what they offer and and yeah i guess it would stink after three years but after you know for me personally i i just got back from uh picking my app my imac up remember in the last episode i shared you know, how, you know, I was frustrated that I was going to have to be without my computer for three to five days. And, and I told him, I said, you know, I'll just hold on to it and bring it to you when I'm on, uh, when I go out of town for 10 days. And well, I went out of town and, and I dropped it off and guess what happened? Well, they fixed everything. They called me the day I was traveling back after, actually I was gone for 11 days. And, uh, when I came on my way back, I got a call saying that they fixed the logic board, replaced the logic board and the audio cable and the thing. And they were able to fix the original problem, but they noticed that there was a, a scratch in the glass or a crack in the glass on the front at the bottom. And they don't think that it was there before. And so they were ordering a replacement glass and, that it would should be in by you know Wednesday or Thursday of this week, and then it'll take three to five days to get it repaired, and and then it'll, they'll call me when it's ready. And I'm like, I call them up. Or actually, not long after that, I get an email from the business department saying, hey, you know, we noticed that your you know your computer is a part of your business, and we're on the business development team or whatever they call themselves, and and uh, they said, you know, we just wanted to follow up and see how your experience was with your Genius Bar and make sure your computer's working properly. And so I wrote back and I said, listen, I'm on my way back from a trip and I hope to pick up my computer tomorrow. But I just just got a call that says that while they re- were repairing it, they actually cracked the front glass. And now it could be three to five days. And I explained to them how, you know, I, I waited until I was gone for 10 or 11 days to to actually, you know, drop this thing off. And, and here it is the 11th day. And now they're calling me to tell me that this has happened. And I said, I, you know, to be honest with you, I'm a little frustrated. I really need the system as soon as I get back. I've been gone for this period of time. I really need to get caught up. Well, they wrote. he wrote back and says, listen, you know, I went and looked and I, 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 I took a look at your system. The scratch or the, the little crack on the glasses is barely noticeable. It's on the bottom left-hand corner of your screen. If you want, you can come pick up your system. We'll get the glass in. We'll call you when it's in and we'll, we'll do our best to expedite 
the the system um, repl- or the the glass replacement for you. Anyway, I went in and picked up my system, and of course, the person who gave me my computer he says, "Now, when your your glass comes in later this week, we'll we'll get it all hooked up, or we'll we'll give you a call, and then you can bring it in to be three to five days." And of course, I didn't argue with him, but after I got back home, I said, "Hey, my I wrote back to these guys and said, "Hey, in the business department that had been emailing me from the Kenwood Apple Store here in Cincinnati, Ohio." And um, I said, you know, the person who told me this, he says, my glass will come in and it's going to be three to five days, but I hope that, you know, we can work around this. Anyway, these people, I just want to say these people have really gone out of their way to say, you know what, we can't guarantee you that you're going to, if you drop it off on Saturday afternoon, um, that you'll get it back before Sunday evening's uh, closing. Uh, but we can do our, certainly do our best. I just can't give you a hundred percent guarantee. And I says, well, then I can't do it this weekend because this weekend I absolutely need it. But next weekend I can drop it off. I'll drop it off. You know, can I, I'm going to drop it off at four o'clock in Kenwood on Saturday, whatever that Saturday is. And then I would love to pick it up before you close on Sunday. And that, that would be totally awesome if you could do that for me. If not, it would not kill me if I did not have my computer until noon on Monday. And he says we can certainly work within those within that construct. I'll I'll put a note in here and I'll notify them that you'll be dropping it off. Absolutely amazing experience with with the folks over at the Apple Store, and and I just want to say that my repairs. I don't have my paperwork in front of me right here, but it was like something like the if I didn't have Apple Care to fix what needed to be fixed with my logic board and everything, it would have cost about eight or nine hundred dollars. So. Um, very glad that I purchased the Apple Care, and of course they are fixing my glass for free. The only thing they're not paying for is the gas money back and forth to the Apple Store. Ah, uh, anyway, but I just want to say, you know, and 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 I don't, I, I guess in a way, I don't expect, I don't expect after I have this computer for three years that they're gonna continue to provide that service at you know and, and you know free of charge or not free of charge, but within the the cost and and. Or to continue that kind of service because af- I mean, after three years, it's almost expected in a way that that things are going to start falling apart. And by that time, it, I I don't know. May- maybe I'm just a little bit more uh, risk tolerant, if you will. Um, but anyway, Mitchell, I, I can certainly see how if you were not aware that that could you know that that ends after three years that that it would be kind of a a bummer. So hopefully it doesn't last too long and and. Uh, and, and hopefully your computer stays in, in good working order. Uh, how nice is it, by the way, to have a how, how nice is it to have a computer that after three years is a computer that you still is you feel is still worthy of paying the money to have continued support on? I, I, I don't know of many PCs that I ever had that three years after I bought it that I felt like it was anything other than a paperweight. Um, but <laughs> you guys know how I feel about all that stuff. All right, so uh, let's uh, move on to, actually, we have one more call, and it's from Daniel. But before I do that, I want to say that um, one of the things that I was I had been brought up in the original episode with Chris is that uh, he had talked about the idea of creating a, su- you know, getting a, an external drive, creating a super-duper backup. Super-duper is a, is a program, by the way, software program. Creating a super-duper backup of 
my uh, entire drive onto an external drive, FireWire 800, or I'm, you know, well, actually, I guess I wouldn't wait until I get Thunderbolt because not everything I have has Thunderbolt right now. But anyway, a FireWire 800 drive, and, uh, and, and basically what he said that you could do is potentially you could actually hook up that FireWire 800 drive to another computer and and boot off of that external drive and and it's almost as though it was there and so anyway I, that's something that I may look into to see how that might potentially work I don't know if that will work but if it did that could be something that would be useful if your computer is gone for you know five to ten days. Um, you know, for repair or something like that. But anyway, uh, if anybody's ever had any experience with that, would you know, would would Adobe Audition, for example, and it's serialized and everything, is that going to work if I if I boot into that drive from another computer system? Hmm. Anyway, I wonder. Uh, let's see here. So let's move on to the last call. This is from Daniel. Daniel, take it away. Hey, Cliff and Chris. This is Daniel in St. Louis, and I have a question for Help. I got a Mac. Uh, My wife and I, we share a single Apple ID uh, for the purposes of of buying apps, so we don't have to buy every app twice. How will this work with iCloud and its syncing of photos and iMessage, etc.? I wouldn't mind us having synchronized iPhotos, but would she have to send iMessages from my account? And if she had to buy a new iPhone or an iPad, for example, from whose iCloud backup would it set up that new device? Would she turn on her new, say, iPad and log in, but wind up with a carbon copy of all my apps, folders, etc., instead of hers. Um, this is a huge concern for me, and I was wondering if any developers have been able to shed light on this yet. Uh, thanks for taking my question, and I look forward to listening to you guys every week. Cheers. All right, Daniel. Well, I'm glad that I, I decided to sit here and re-record this show for you, just so that you would be here, uh, and, and we would have an episode for you. Um, and to answer your question... Uh, let's see here. I had some thoughts on that. Uh, first and foremost, I, I was the, I was right in the same um, uh, thought mindset when when this was all announced with iCloud. You know, I've got multiple devices. You know, as many as six iOS devices here in our home, and we all share the same Apple ID. And we, what if we want to do iMessage? And and what about the syncing and and the photo sharing and all this other stuff? And then I got to thinking. It's like, wait a second. I have I have multiple Kindle devices and we use one account to share our, you know, books and and when I log in it, it's able to keep those things straight and wait a second I have we all have multiple, you know, we're all sharing the same store Apple the same Apple ID for the store to to buy and download apps but when it comes to Game Center those are all Apple IDs and and we all have our own individualized Apple ID for Game Center. So that works. And then, of course, um, I got to thinking, it's like, wait a second, I, I have, you know, all these different iOS devices and iPods and, and I, I have one computer here that, that syncs all of them to one installation of iTunes and it keeps all of those straight and managed and stuff like that. And so it makes me think that, you know what, this probably is not going to be as big a deal as what maybe we initially thought. And I think that they've probably worked all of those details out. And uh, one of the things that makes me feel a little bit confident about that is the new, the download of the app. You know, the automatic download of, of new apps between devices. And if, for example, I have uh, the most recent version of uh, iOS on my phone, 
and there is I think it's under actually no it's not if, if you just go to settings and then uh, you know you got your first you got your airplane mode and then you get the next section that starts with sound and then the next one, section starts with general but it's not under the general tab but right underneath notes it says store and the store actually asks you what Apple ID do you want to use for your store and I bet you there's going to be a separate Apple ID for iCloud, uh, which uh, will probably be how they do that. So I, I, I think they're going to have it all worked out. I don't think there's going to be anything to worry about. We'll, we'll know more when iCloud officially rolls out to us all and, and we can stop speculating. But I think there's nothing to worry about. My friends, I am terribly sorry that you did not get to be blessed with Chris Biting in this episode. Check him out over at twitter.com slash biting b-e-i-t-i-n-g my apologies to you chris if you happen to find out the fact that i did this of course i'll probably email you and tell you tomorrow but anyway uh folks thank you for tuning in if you like this show how about uh checking out plus membership over at gspn.tv slash plus it is a great way for you to support the content and community of gspn.tv and uh, it's what you know makes me say, you know what? I just deleted that episode, but I'm not going to let it go. Uh, I'm going to record this show anyway because people are out there and they depend on it. They want it. And, uh, and I want to provide it to you. Again, gspn.tv slash plus. And uh, you can become a monthly subscriber, uh, contributor uh, for as little as $3 a month. Uh, so it's, it's something that we would love for you to consider. And of course, uh, if you are buying things for your Mac... Uh, and accessories and all kinds of other gadgetry, which you probably are if you listen to this show. If you buy anything on Amazon, do us a favor. Go over to gspn.tv on the right-hand side of the site. There's an Amazon link. If you click on that before you go and purchase, uh, then then we get a commission on that. That's very cool. It's an affiliate program we have with a, with Amazon. And if you just click through that link before you shop with them, uh, it costs you the same amount. And we earn a little extra on the side. So folks, thank you for tuning in. And I encourage you until next time to join the community.